0: Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com.
1: We're in a series, part three of a series, and so you don't feel like you walked in kind of the end of it. I'm going to help you kind of figure out what we're talking about called The Greatest Story Ever Told, and it's the story of this book. And what is the book's name? (laughs) The Bible. Very good. By the way, you're in church today. I know it's a convention center or school or wherever you're watching this from, but but, uh, the answer in church is always the Bible or Jesus I just want you to know so you can help me out though with that one so we have the Bible and we're learning about how the Bible is the greatest story to ever change the world and it'll change your world if you'll let it But, but I thought it'd be fun I like to always have fun I always like to start with something fun to make you laugh. And I thought of trying to find some stories that were maybe not the greatest story ever told. Is that okay? So, so I was big into like children's books growing up and, and like to read books. They like to inspire me. So um, I found some children's books that are not the greatest story ever told. Probably don't read these, ones, these to your kids. Uh, here's, here's one of them. You know, you tell your kids they can do everything. They can do anything they wanna do, but this um, book says you cannot be an astronaut. It's just not realistic. That's funny right there, okay? So it's not the greatest story ever told right there, but it's probably not a book you want to read them. Here's another one that I just thought was bizarre, a little children's book that said, counting the days until the apocalypse. So look at little kids, like boom. (laughs) How fun is this? No, it's not fun. It's not the greatest story ever told. Why would you read that to your kids? And then I, I like history and like animals, all that kind of stuff. But uh, you probably don't want to read this one to your kids, and it's simply all my friends are dead. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny. I don't care what you say right there. So now that but we're learning about the Bible as the greatest story ever told, and it's 66 books with one central theme, and and to uncomplicate it, this. Easter, we, uh, by the way, inside of your sermon notes, there's some, I mean, Worship God, there's some sermon notes there. You can write these things down. We always try to get you to write stuff down so you remember it. I'm not up here just for eye candy. I know that's part of it, but no, there's like more of it but I, I, wanna, I wanna help give you some stuff. So maybe you don't know what the Bible's all about. It's really, it can be broken down into four parts and I'll give them to you right now. It's been the four weeks of this series. We'll end it next week by the finale. And the Bible starts with the creation and there's a creation story where God is this master designer and created all humanity on purpose and for a purpose. But the problem with it is, is we had a choice because God didn't want robots, he wanted a relationship. And through that, he made a cho- gave us a choice and in this choice, we chose sin And um, humanity chose sin, so there's a lot of chaos that has come, and the chaos is still around us today. And then from the chaos comes this thing that we're going to talk about today called the cross. And in the middle of all of our chaos, God brought a divine solution, and then next week you'll come back and hear about this commissioning that'll happen on Baptism Sunday, where he sends the church out not to condemn the world, but to serve the world and show them the love of Jesus. Can I hear? Yeah, that's, 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 that's the purpose of it all. But what I want to present to you today about the Bible that's, maybe you've never looked at it this way, that the Bible, write it down in your notes, is not just a story that happened, but it's a story that always happens. So, so we don't just see this trend throughout the scriptures. We see the trend in your life. We, we see that you were created, we you were created on, a, on purpose, and you were created with with uh, a, in a creation a, a, a example where you have a purpose and you have destiny and God designed you before you were even known. God had a plan for your life. But chaos came into the scene. When, when man chose sin, and man didn't just chose sin, you chose sin. You, you've kept the trend up. And, and what is the, the result of our trend? The result of our, our sin is this idea that, that our life falls in, in chaos. The marriage struggles, the job is lost, the anxiety keeps you up at night. The kids rebel, the cancer returns, the market tumbles, the Jonas Brothers go back on tour chaos is everywhere. So what do we do about chaos? It's not in your notes, but here's kind of the central theme of today's message. If you're writing anything down, I want you to understand this. This is the key, is that in the midst of the chaos, that God brings the cross as the solution to man's chaos. It is is the the central theme of, of God's solution to the chaos of your life is this thing called the cross. Now, you might not understand the cross because in today's culture, crosses mean something different than they mean in previous cultures in today's culture they are jewelry and you see the jewelry there and you wear it around your neck or or maybe you put it on a t-shirt or put it on a, a sticker or you have it as a nice little thing that you bought for 2.99 from hobby lobby and it's hanging up on your wall And if people from back in the first century came today and saw us with all these crosses, they would think we were crazy. They would think we were sadistic people, like walking around. Because for them, the cross wasn't jewelry. It wasn't something beautiful. It was a symbol of death. It was a symbol of, of destruction. It was one of those things that the worst of the worst criminals were, were nailed to these two pieces of wood and were put on a hill for, for the whole world, the, the whole city to come out and watch them for two to three days hanging there and, and suffering and dying on this thing called a cross. For if they came from then to today and saw you wearing your cross, they would think you're crazy. It would be the equivalent of you sitting down with your boo. And it's Valentine's Day and you're all excited and she goes, oh man, I wonder what he got me. And it's a nice little box and you open it up and inside of there is not a beautiful cross. Inside of there is a a beautiful electric chair, right in gold. And she just looks at you weird and you're like, every kiss begins with k you know that's <laughs> a moment or, 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 or it's not that or maybe maybe it's an ar-15 it's this is like this weapon right there and 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 all these people from Plant City are going i know what i'm getting her for christmas this year no, no no it's not a good idea not a good idea no no, no, no. it's it's it, it's it means something different to us the the this greatest story ever told we realized that in the midst of all of this god brought this thing called the cross and it's a real symbol that I want to change the way you look at this idea of the cross over the next few minutes we have together this, this Easter. If you have your notes there, I want you to fill in this first one. Here's what the cross does to us today and shows us how it intersects with our story. The first one is this. Is I want you to know that the cross demonstrates God's love for humanity. His love for humanity. Now, love is a funny word because we love a lot of things, don't we? We love pizza and we love people we we, you love your boo but come on you love a good breakfast at the same time like like we we love french vanilla lattes and walks on the beach and and then we love helping people how do we we confuse this word with everything it just doesn't make sense to me why it's so confusing um you know it's lost its weight in our culture today because we just say love all the time i remember when katie and i got engaged Um, you know, we, we were getting ready to get engaged. We were in this relationship and she was really, really obsessed with me. And I was trying to like, Hey, let's take it slow. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not just a piece of meat. Come on. Like I'm just, no, that none of that happened, but you, the idea was, you know, she, uh, we were in this, we were dating and we knew we wanted to get married. And, and so, you know, it's just those conversations like, Hey, you know, what do you love? And I was like, I just think that word love is so cheap. I said, I said, when I, when, when I get to that point, I'm going to show you. I'm going to demonstrate it. And I remember I went behind the scenes and I thought, you know what? The best way for me to show her that I truly love her, which I, I worked it up and built it up, is I'm going to buy her something. And I didn't just buy her anything. I bought her, I bought her an engagement ring. And I'm telling you, that engagement ring, would, it, it might mean something different to you. But to me, it means extra shifts that I picked up. It means that I sold things on eBay. I, I cut back my budget. So when we got together, I said, hey, I just want you to know this. And we went on this little horseback ride. It was all cute in the mountains. And we're all excited. And then I sat there and I said, hey, Katie, I want you to know something. I've never told anybody else other than my mama this, you know, in my life. And I want you to know that I love you. And when I said it, all of y'all are like, oh, yeah, I know. And, and so I, when I did that, I said, and I don't want to just say it as cheap words, but I want to prove it to you. And that's when I got down on my knee and I asked her, I said, and I'm going to prove it to you by giving you this. And it was one of those moments where I, I thought the best way for me to prove my love is to back it up with something of incredible value. And, and here's what's important. I want you to get in your notes today. That love is truly love when it is demonstrated through sacrifice. And God sent us his ultimate sacrifice. He did not look at you in your chaos and say, well, get over it. Try to get through it. We'll see what happens. No, he sent us his most prized possession, his very son, and he sent him to this world and he lived a sinless life and he died a horrific death and he did it because he wanted to demonstrate his love for you. This is what the cross means. Come on. Can we thank God for his love that he showed to us? The Bible says it this way, that God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, a lot of you can't get this because you have a bad image and perspective of who you think God is. You you think God is an old man up in heaven with with lightning bolts ready to strike you down. I grew up um, reading all the, the left behind, you know, the rapture books and... Now I just thought God was gonna like come at any minute and be mad at me and he was always angry at me. I, I was always, you know, sitting there thinking every time I couldn't find my family, if you grew up in this era, you know what I'm talking about? You couldn't find your family and what did you do? You're running around and you thought the rapture came. I was left again. I'd hurry and call my mom because I know if I got my mom, we, the rapture didn't happen. My dad, we couldn't call my dad, but we called my mom, you know, <laughs> love you dad. Um, but, but I had this wrong view. You know, I think I, I put it this way. A lot of you have a view of God as this guy that's pointing down at you, thinking of all the things that you've done wrong, all, all the mistakes you've made, all the struggles you've had, all the addictions you've fought, and that the, the, the idea that you have, of, the posture you have of God is him pointing his finger at what is wrong with you. And I want you to know what the cross shows us is that the posture of God is not this, the posture of God is this. It is his hands wide stretched, in love with you forsaken himself, giving himself for you because he loves you, he's cared for you, he died for you, and he's got a plan for you. And I think that shows us his love. Amen? Does anybody agree with me today? Here, here's, here's the second one. Write it down. It's that the cross demonstrates God's perfect timing. God's perfect timing. I, I like to be on time. Our church starts on time. We're an on time group. Uh, I show up a little bit early. I'm just that person. How many have that person in their life that's never on time? You know what I'm talking about? How many are sitting next to him right now? No, 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 don't answer that right now. No, no, don't do that. How many have that friend that says, hey, I'm almost there, and you know, they not even left the house? Something wrong with y'all. Something wrong with your group. We rely on you. Come on. I, I, I think you should show up when you're supposed to show up. Come on. Like, 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 I think you should just be on time. Like, I think you should be there when we need you there. It's like the team that, you know, they, they're the number one in all of the season. And then when we need him to show up at the Stanley Cup playoffs, just joking. We honor you. We love you. We love you. We celebrate you. It's too soon? Too soon to make the jokes, yeah. I want you you to know this. Listen, listen, God showed up right on time in history. People always ask me the question, why did God choose 2,000 years ago? The scriptures tell us, it says, when the right time came. God looked at it and said, okay, politically, religiously, culturally, there was language things that were dissolved right at that time. There was roads that were just built at that right time. And you look at it, and you can see how God is a master strategist when it comes to time. So he doesn't do things on his time, but he always does them on the perfect time. So when he looked at humanity, he goes, okay, 2,000 years ago, that's when I should send my son. So when I look at the cross, I look at, oh, it's, God, it's a picture of God's perfect timing. And I want you to know that it wasn't just his perfect timing back then, but it's his perfect timing when he wants to get involved in your life also. The scriptures go on to say, at just the right what? Time. Time when we were still powerless, God died for the ungodly. So he didn't just step in humanity at the right time, he stepped into your life at the right time. For me, it was when I was 16 years old and I was kind of crazy and doing things on my own and rebelling. But I remember the only things I really liked at that time was I love to travel, I like girls. And I thought that was awesome, those are the two things that, that are great. And so I remember being far away from God, but my, my parents said, hey, Aaron, you should go on this missions trip next summer. I said, I don't want to go on a missions trip, I want to hang out with my friends. Oh, no, but you'll be able to travel the world, and you'll meet a bunch of people. I thought, man, I can, you know, keep the God part out, but the rest of it sounds awesome. It was this total setup by God. I didn't realize what God was doing behind the scenes, and I was on that trip that that I, that I had this experience that I think a lot of y'all are gonna have today where God becomes real to you and realize how much God loves you and how much God cares for you and all the purpose. And I'm, I'm living right now the calling that was given to me on that day in, at 16 years old. I want you to know it was the perfect timing. I can see how God set it up at that moment for me to then be trained up and sent out in every step along the way. His timing is perfect and I wanna encourage someone in here today. Listen, it's not been random for your life you might have thought it's all chaotic no 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 no. it's all been a setup by the great strategist called God he put that friend in your life he put that issue right there he you might have lost that job to bring you right to this point I don't think he causes the pain but I do think he'll use every bit of it to get you right to the point where he can impact your life for the greatest good his timing is perfect it's perfect and it's not just perfect when you get saved I want to encourage some people who are believers in here his timing's perfect even after you're saved Trust him. I think there's some people in here and you've come in this Easter and you're discouraged, and I want to get you to get your head up. His timing's good. You will get that promotion. That kid will come back to the Lord. You will break that addiction. You will see your purpose reached. You will experience all the promises of God. Listen, his timing is perfect. Can we get a good amen at church today? All right, here's, here's a third one. Ready? Here's the third one is that the cross demonstrates that moments of greatest pain usually have the greatest purpose. They have great purpose. Uh, Katie and I have four children. And I'll show you a little picture of us. Um, and we have four children. And you say that's a lot. And it is. But it's not because we love children. It's because we love each other. And so, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but uh, I remember, every, all four of these are just they're gifts from God. But I remember the exact uh, deliveries of every single one of them it was the most exhausting uh traumatic experience of my life so and my uh, my wife rolls her eyes when i say that yeah so they were all kind of um kind of uh traumatic if you've ever gone through it it's just a crazy experience and so the worst one of all of them was the one we had six months ago at least the little baby there uh katie and i uh were rushing to the hospital we've never had this happen We're Uh, We had to go, like, right away. She was in labor. So we got there, and when we got there, they put us right into a room, got her all ready, and they were, like, ready to deliver the baby. It was, like, right on, right that time. So Katie's like, hey, I need an an epidural. Now, just want you to know, I know there's a lot of talk about epidurals and all that kind of stuff. Katie and I are very pro-drugs. I mean, (laughs) you got the idea, okay? So... She had epidurals for the other three kids, and so she wanted one for this one. Well, they they said it was too late; you couldn't do it. So, so I've saw my wife go through what I think is the worst pain I've ever seen someone go through, and and she's sweet on the stage, (laughs) not in that moment. So I remember looking at her. I'm like, you know, guys, if you've been in those shoes, you know, you like we don't know what to do. We, we're, we, you can coach us all you want, and we're, you know, we're, we're come on, baby, and I, w- I would say things like, come on, baby, one more push, she's almost there, and she would look at me, and I'm like, I'd expect like, a, oh, thanks, there." And she'd look at me and go, if it's not one more push, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> but it's funny to think about the, the pain on this side of it, but in the midst of it, there's only one thing that's getting you through that, it's the purpose on the other side. Yeah. The why on the other side of that what? The why is that there's life that will be held in our hands in just a few minutes. And, And this is the beauty of delivery to know that I can go through the pain if I realize there's a purpose on the other side. And this is exactly what Jesus did because the Bible says that we fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. In other words, he went through the pain and he went through the pain with a smile on his face because guess what? on the other side of that cross, he wasn't thinking about the nails, he wasn't thinking about the scars, he wasn't thinking about the issues on his back, he wasn't thinking about that piercing in his side. He had your face in his mind. He had your purpose in his mind. He had your salvation in his mind. He had your redemption in his mind. You were the purpose on the other side of his pain. That is what the cross shows us, and we should give him better praise for that, amen? Jesus understood that the other side of that pain. And I want to encourage someone in here today to let you know when you see the cross, you should be encouraged to know that God will always bring out purpose on the other side of your pain. Nothing is wasted with God. Every dark season is a developing season with God. He is behind the scenes working it all out. And I just want to encourage someone in here today. You can get through the pain. Because I've realized in my life, I've I've just realized that every time we go through a painful season, even as a church, I've got a new perspective. There's purpose on the other side. There's destiny on the other side. Every test I've gone through has developed my testimony. Every mess that I've gotten handed to me, guess what? It's become my life message. Everything that's dark in my life has become a thing that's developed me to all that God has called me to be. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Can we hear a good amen? here's the last one we'll close it out with this Easter 2019 Is simply this that the cross demonstrates that defeat is not our destiny defeat is not our destiny last Sunday I uh, was going in and out we have five services that I preach live and so I you know run back and forth between those services and I was watching the masters like all of you guys were that's why a lot of y'all skipped church last Sunday (laughs) that's funny um And I I don't know about you, I I got messed up watching the end of that thing with Tiger Woods. And it was such a great story. If you're not into golf, the, the whole comeback story is just so awesome. Because I grew up watching Tiger Woods. Like he was like the guy for me. I would I, I started playing golf because of Tiger Woods. I joined a golf team because of Tiger Woods. I quit because I realized I'm not as good as Tiger Woods. Like I just didn't have discipline and the ability to focus and, and a good swing and all the things you need, okay? But you got the idea. But I, I, it, it was 14 years since he won his last master's, and everybody counted him out, counted him out. I counted him out. People made memes of him. He was the joke, the laughing stock of of, of athlete, athletes, and then, and then he did last week. People didn't realize he had to come back in them that nobody knew about. It's a great illustration for the gospel. I think of the Roman soldiers who were sitting there who were mocking and spitting on Jesus on that Friday. Come on, if you're God, get off that cross. Come on, you call your angels that you know about and let them save you. And they're watching him, and they're sitting there and looking at him and going, you're not who you said he is. And we thought at that moment that it was the nails that were holding him to that cross. But it wasn't the nails keeping him up there. He could have gotten down at any minute. It was you and it was me. It was your sin and it was my sin that kept him on that cross. And what they thought is that he was defeated. And on that cross, he he sits there and right before he says his last breath, he speaks out and he says, It is finished. And they probably sat there and they laughed and they go, ha ha, ha we're going to make memes, we're going to make jokes, it's all over. This guy thought he was something big. They didn't realize he had a comeback in him. They didn't realize that Friday was not the end. You see, they mistook, it is finished with I am finished and I think a lot of you guys have mistaken the tomb because God was not finished for three days later the comeback story happened where that tomb was empty our savior was risen death was defeated victory was given and you can have life because of Jesus come on give Him better praise today And it's not just for them. Remember, it's for your life today because the scriptures say that the Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives in you. You can have a comeback story. You can experience that. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life. You can have a comeback today. It's happened over 6,000 times since our church started five and a half years ago where people who walked into every location we have broken, given up, they were down, but defeat was not their destiny. Check this out.
2: You know, my whole life, um, I've always been, you know, at church, uh, but I've never really been into church. You know, I have felt this emptiness for a very long time.
0: So I grew up in a single-family home. Um, my father was around, wasn't around. So my mother raised three of us.
2: You now I've done all these great things in my life. You know, accomplished every single goal that I've ever wanted to do. Um, you know, I graduated high school, graduated college. Um, you know, I got drafted into the NFL. You know, just accomplished every single goal that I've ever set for myself. And you know, I still felt this this void in my life.
0: At the age of eleven, I. Was molested by my cousin. Um, I didn't understand why it happened, um, and I, I don't really know that anybody does at the age of 11.
2: I'm not even gonna lie. I had some some very dark days. Um, you know, I battled some some depression. Um, you know, people think that oh, you're you a college athlete or you're a professional athlete that you shouldn't have problems. Um, you know, you got all this <clears throat> all this money, you know, all this fame and all this recognition. you. you You don't go through things. You know, I'm still a regular person that has everyday struggles. And having those struggles and not being able to go to anybody because of how society views you is very difficult.
0: A few years later, um, unfortunately, it happened again. It was with a boy who claimed he loved me. um, And this time it went further, though. Uh, This time I was raped. Um, He held a gun to my head. Um, it was, at this point I remember asking myself, why? You know, why is this happening again? Why am I letting this happen again? I actually fell into more depression. I said, you know, what what have I been missing? What, what, have, what has been missing in my life this whole time? And I realized that Jesus Christ was missing in my life.
2: You know, church kind of got thrown in the back end of it. Just because of my schedule. You know, I was to a point where things were falling apart in my life. I had just finished my my rookie year um, in the NFL um, and and I had a great season, Uh, but, you know, my my personal side wasn't living up to, you know, what I needed it to be.
0: I remember um, approaching the church and all I remember seeing were just so many smiling faces. And I mean, you can't help but to smile when everybody's smiling at you, and somebody said, "Welcome to Radiant Church."
2: You know, actually, my first time at Radiant, uh, it was just a different, a whole different vibe that I had never really experienced before. Um, it was a very welcoming vibe that I had never come across from a church. And you know, Pastor Aaron was just talking about, you know, humbling yourself, and you know, you can't do it all on your own. Um, I think that was just the thing that hit me the most. was like literally my whole life i've been the person who solves everybody else's problems and then when it comes to my problems, you know, i would never ask for help. it's just always on me to figure it out. i think that was the the breaking point for me to go and give my life to god.
0: for so many years i i was defined by the girl whose dad didn't want her the girl who was molested, the girl who was raped, the girl who was left at the altar. For so many years, I felt like that was who I am. And later on during that service, um, Pastor Aaron said, you know, if, if you want to, if you're ready to accept Jesus Christ, then raise your hand. And I honestly, I didn't blink. I was like, yes, that's me. That is me. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was a lot of emotions. I actually ended up, after that service, I ended up joining, um, going to Next Steps, and joined the Dream Team, and as part of the greeters at the downtown location. Finally, one day I decided to um, go public with my faith, and on January 27th of 2019, I got baptized.
2: If I didn't get baptized and had this experiences that I've had, I wouldn't be here today. I'm Marquez, and this is my Radiant story.
0: My name is Daisy, and this is my Radiant story.
1: Oh, come on, Radiant Church, give God your best praise today. Amen. Here's, here's what I want to do. I want to I close this out and wrap it up and just want you to know that what happened 2,000 years ago is just not a story in the Bible. It could be part of the story of your life. So how do we do it? What, what's, what's, our, what's our homework? What do we need to do? How do what's our action plan? It all summed up in one verse in the book of Matthew, chapter 16. Jesus said it this way. If you want to be my disciple, you want to see your life change, you want to get out of that chaos you're in right now, here's what you need to do. You need to deny yourselves. In other words, don't do what you want to do. Don't make that path that you want to take. Take up your cross. In other words, it might be a little tough. Remember that cross that Jesus had was not just something for him, but it was something for all of us to go through too. a period where we go, you know what? I'm gonna live my life for Jesus. That means maybe I won't go to all the parties they're going to, or go hang out with all the other people they're hanging out with, and listen, I've I've missed out on some fun, but I've never missed out on fulfillment following Jesus. Because listen, it's always worth it to take up that cross and say, no, no, I'm gonna go the hard way, I'm gonna go the difficult way. And then here's the the result is that we need to follow him. And I'm gonna challenge you in the last minute I have today to say, you know what, maybe Easter Sunday, 2019 will be the Sunday that you make the decision just like you saw in the video to say you know what i'm going to give my life to jesus maybe this is that divine moment and god's been working everything right behind the scenes for this one moment for you to make the best decision that will ever change your life all over this place i want you to close your eyes i want you to make a simple yet significant decision right there with nobody moving around this is the most important moment there at st petersburg here in tampa i want you to know that your divine destiny is weighted on this one decision to accept the love and forgiveness and sacrifice of what Jesus did on the cross and to say okay because I accept it I'm going to follow you today I'm going to live my life for you today all over this place you're going to make those decisions right there in your seat and you just maybe that's you that's God's tugging on your heart and saying today's your day to surrender your life to Christ just right there in your seat say Jesus I give you my life I give you my heart today I want to follow you. Tell them to say, God, I want to be i want to be your disciple. I want to live for you, not just for today, but for the rest of my life. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it at every location says, can we celebrate right now? I believe hundreds of people. The Bible says all of heaven is celebrating. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate that. All right, so here's what we need to do. This could be the most important part of this this service right we need everybody in this place to take out those easter survey cards you all got them and there's a place there that says my response and i want you to put your response to that message normally we do hands raised but it's easter and there's way too many people and so here's what we want you to do we want you to make a decision right now and to to put your response in there there's something for everybody in this room whatever part of the spiritual journey you're on so here, here's what they are the first one is simply this it's a and it's saying aaron before i ever came in here i already decided to follow jesus maybe you've already been a follower of him and i want you to know we're glad that you're here it's a great church for you if you're looking for a good church home and go through next steps we'd love to see you as part of that but you can just check on there you're A. but then there's another group of people you're the ones i've been praying for all day long i'm believing god for you and it's b right now you just made that decision when you were sitting in that seat and saying, no today's my day I'm not turning back, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus and you check on there, I, B, that's me today. And Be bold about it. Listen, I, th- I think if God honors that and you say, yeah, this is the day everything's changing in my life. Then there's C, and there's some people in here and you're thinking about it, but you're like, I'm not, I'm not quite bought into the same, man, you can check it. That's okay. We're not going to call you and weird you out, but I do want you to know Radiant Church is a safe place for people to belong ever before they believe. You can get connected here before you ever believe what we believe. And I just want you to know we're still a good community for you. And then there's D. And every year we have people fill it out. And it's that Aaron, I don't ever intend on following Jesus. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's okay. That's you. I want you to check it. And all I'm going to do, I'm not going to call you and show up at your house and go, I saw what you did. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pray for you. Because I do believe that at the right time, God will make himself so real to you and he'll change your life. All right, all over this place, take about 15 more seconds. I want everybody to check it. Check one of those four options right there, even in the way back. Man, so good to see people all the way back there. Go crazy. Got it? All right, we're gonna collect them right now. We're gonna worship God through our generosity and Radiant Church. Thank you guys for being the most generous church in America. What we're living in is a miracle right now in our church. I want you to understand this. It is a miracle and it's because of two reasons, all right? because of God's grace and your generosity. So I wanna thank you for being faithful. There's three ways to give, they're on the screen. And I just wanna thank you. Man, if Radian Church is your home, I want you to know every time you give, it's making a difference, lives are being changed, marriages are being restored, children right now in every location are getting ministered to the gospel. You give right here in this service, you can give online, you get through text giving. It's all safe, it's all secure. And I want you to know God sees it and God blesses it. I wanna say this okay we've never had a crowd this big ever in five and a half years it just keeps growing so it's awesome and it's not going to stop this is just the beginning of what god is going to do through your local church he is faithful he will build it i'm telling you we're going to keep seeing this city saved for jesus christ and it's going to happen because i know god's faithful but also it's going to happen because we have the most faithful church and we're so faithful in giving so lord bless this church Bless the finances. Lord, I thank you that we're doing more in missions and outreach. And Lord, use the finances of this church to change lives for eternity. I pray a blessing over every tither. Lord, that you have blessed them. Lord, as with promotions and jobs and relationships to really impact their life as they give forward towards eternity. And thank you for our church that we're changing the world in Jesus' name. And everybody believes it says? Amen, amen, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.